Hi, you're listening to Thoughtful Wellness Revolution, where we believe wellness isn't wellness if it's just for you. We're your hosts, Zara and Hien. And before we get started, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Even though we're a podcast that believes in decolonizing, we're still bound to the algorithm. So every little bit that you can help us out, we really appreciate it. And we thank you for all the support. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Today is a very fun episode. We are going to talk to Azaya Aris Riverio and Nicole Nina Lopez, um, two people from Zara's local community. But before we go into the episode, what's on your mind, Zara? What's on my mind is I think this was such an awesome and important conversation to have. And I, I want to say that in the beginning up top, it is a very free-flowing conversation um, in the sense that like we kind of move from move within the topics and move around the topics while we are having this discussion. And I think, you know, a lot of the times we're having these conversations that impact teens and kids lives and we are not involving them in these conversations and a lot of people will say like oh well they don't know what they want and they don't know what they're talking about and I just want to say like young people have really important and valid things to say and just because it isn't delivered to you in the way a politician might do it doesn't make it less valid doesn't mean it has less impact and just because their feelings and emotions are involved in it as they should be like it's wild to discredit anyone who is being impacted by an issue by the feelings they're having about being impacted by that issue and then you argue and say like oh well they're not being logical and I'm not even saying that that happened in this interview by any means but now this is a different topic because we've asked what's on my mind and really just unleashed the whole thing and I'm sorry but yeah yeah what these kids have to say is valid I think I'm really happy we had them on and I I don't know I thought this was a great interview and I'm really excited to talk to two folks who are young and like activated about doing something so yeah uh what is on your mind today Hien? sorry that I rambled um I think what's on my mind today is I feel really two things sort of two things so on one hand the conversation we had with these two young people made me feel like blessed to see like um that there's just people who are really passionate and fighting the good fight. Like I do feel like blessed and like hopeful in that way. And then on the other hand, um, I'm also really terrified because some of the things that they shared, I was like, wow, that's really fucked up. And I hate that young people have to even think about these things. And like, I'm happy that people are fighting the good fight. And there's always people fighting the good fight, including young people are always fighting the good fight. But sometimes I just also hate that any of us have to fight at all. So that's what's on my mind. That is well said. It sucks that we have to fight the good fight at all, but it is really awe-inspiring to see. I I thought it was really awe-inspiring to talk to these teens, adults. They're adults. They're 18. um, Who are really, you know, the next beginning stages of, younger activists you know and I think that's so great and 
I don't know. That shit makes me cry because fuck, man, we live in a ridiculous world and it is really nice to have some hopeful young people (laughs) talk to us today who unfortunately are experiencing a lot of ridiculousness, as are many children and queer and trans folks in Florida. So enjoy the episode. Hey friends, today we're here talking to Azaya Aris Rivero and Nicole Nina Lopez, who are both students and activists uh, located in Orlando, Florida. And before we ask them what's on their minds, I wanna give you a little preface of like why we know these lovely humans, why I know these lovely humans. Um, They are students in what, where, I live the Orange County Public School System, who are, I met at an OCPS, which I will refer to as Orange County Public School Systems from here on out, um, board meeting, because there's a group called Moms for Liberty, who is preventing uh, queer and trans students from speaking at school board meetings, and they had an event called Drag and Donuts. Uh, that was an after-school event. I think it was run through GSA, which is the Gay Straight Alliance that is in a lot of the high schools and other, I don't know if it's in middle schools, that's not important. Um, but yeah, so they had banned that event and these students wanted to speak out about it and Moms for Liberty was kind of blocking them. So they had asked for adults who could go to the school board meetings early to make sure that students were able to speak. So. With all of that preface, sorry, that was like such a mouthful. Can I ask you both what's on your minds today? You can share one after the other, whoever wants to share. But yeah, what's on your mind? Um, hmm. <laughs> today, so far, I was just like going through like my notes and stuff, making sure like, like I knew everything that I was going to say. Because like I know, but like I wanted it it clearly and I was just like I remember this one thing from like the creation of independence where it basically says like we have the right and we also have the duty to like alter and abolish any government that does not like secure our like unalienable rights including life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and I was like hmm that's interesting guys they're not listening maybe we should do something about it and like for me personally in my mind today I've been thinking about the next rally that's upcoming or that's coming up on Tuesday we're bringing or we're not bringing but drag queens will be coming and people from all over um, Florida will be coming hopefully people from out of state as well Um, unfortunately like as students um, I I have to leave school early as a, well as a senior I don't have to go to school as of right now but if I was still in school I would be leaving school very early or I would not be going to school at all because I want to make sure me and my GSA kids can speak because Moms for Liberty have made sure that none of the kids can speak they get there very early and they they're just honestly very ruthless their words are honestly just they're uneducated and unfortunately I find it very humorous 
Um, actually, very fortunately, I find it very humorous because it's they don't know what they're talking about. They're not educated and they think they think they're trying something first off and foremost, but they're really not. And our new generation that's coming up and we're getting ready to grow and we're coming loud and proud about everything. I'm very excited to see the change that we can all bring together mainly seeing as Orlando and Florida, well, mainly Florida right now, just in general, has just been a wreck considering just all the laws regarding gay people, regarding transgender people. Honestly, just with all the research going on, it's 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 extremely disheartening to see all of that, to hear all the kids in jeopardy and hear everything about it. Absolutely. Um, thank you both for sharing that. One, I love how fired up both of you came into this conversation because um, that's how Hien and I live our lives where we try to, you know what I mean? We just like that energy. So like hearing it from the next generation is like great. Um, but yeah, exactly. It's It's really disheartening. And I think that was something that really came to light for me when I was at that meeting a few weeks ago was just how deeply misinformed and the level of misinformation um, that these, sorry for my language, idiots are willing to spew at these meetings. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I am just so grateful for what you guys are doing. So if you want to share, could you share a little bit more about yourselves and your experiences in OCPS schools right now, or specifically in your high school, because you know, you go to one high school and not all of them. <laughs> um, personally, for me and Nicole, we both go to Dr. Phillips High School. Um, we are, I'm the president of our uh, Gender Sexuality Alliance, and Nicole is our vice president. And um, a lot of my kids have been facing, or a lot of our kids have been facing a lot of issues um, as of recently. Um, and they've been very, very scared. Um, I have friends who are scared to go into um, the bathrooms of their uh, gender that, you know, I have people who are terrified of going into bathrooms of their gender. They don't want to get in trouble um, or anything like that. I mean, I've been in trouble for going in the men's restroom before when I just really wanted to feel comfortable and safe. I've been, oh my goodness, I've been in so much trouble before and I had to beg the school to not call my my mother. Had to beg them um, and cried and plead and everything. And um, we took a GSA club photo. And um, unfortunately... Uh, Dr. Phillips High School sent out a letter saying that if you wanted your name changed in the yearbook, you needed parental permission, which is something new that they have never, ever done. Never. And not only that, most of my kids are closeted and cannot ask their parents. In this GSA club photo, their dead names were in it. On the club photo. It was devastating. And myself, I was 17 at the time. I had to forge my mother's signature in order to have my name in the yearbook. Because seeing my name, my dead name in the yearbook would have really, honestly, 
I, that would have hurt more than anything. And just seeing how that's been happening throughout my school. I mean, we were told that we would be able to paint a mural at the beginning of the year to beautify the school. We could do rainbows, gorgeous, make it gorgeous. And then everything happened and we were told that we could no longer do it anymore. There's been a lot of things that has just gone on this year that has just affected Dr. Phillips in general and has just affected Orange County public schools that I've seen, that I've heard, um, and just even been around, just friends who have just felt so alone and scared. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, and I think that's really interesting because school is supposed to be such a safe place for kids and it has become, you know, not necessarily. Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Nicole, from your experiences? Um, well, for me, fortunately, I'm like a queer like cis woman and I look pretty feminine so for me like it has like no effects but like same with my friends because being and we have the same friends so it's automatically like the same thing but also something to add on to that um a lot of my friends too like they can't get they can't go to our mental mental health provider at our school because now their parents would have to know they have to sign a form for you to even talk to them and you know signing that and then them having to alert your parents they also have to like automatically like alert them like they're scared of their parents like finding out like that they're gay or trans or non-binary or go by different pronouns so a lot of them like can't go to their mental to our mental health um provider at school because they're scared of being like outed to their parents. Oh, that makes my blood boil a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, yeah, okay. Trying to move past my own anger about this situation. <laughs> no, me. Um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's really disheartening to see, like, it's, I mean, as someone who wrote my, I wrote my undergraduate thesis about, uh, why public education is necessary for democracy. Um, so it is really sad to see a space that is supposed to be, I mean, it is making democratically engaged citizens not the way it's in, it's supposed to be, but I mean, it is nice that you guys are like really civically engaged and care about these issues and that people are fighting for them, but it is terrible that the reason that is, is because they are terrorizing you at school. Um, and yeah. your friends, not just specifically the both of you. Um, so I explained a tiny bit, and I know Zay talked a little bit, Zai talked a little bit about it, um, but could you talk more about, because you've been to more of the OCPS school board meetings, I know there have been the, the one I mentioned, which is the Dragon Donuts thing. Um, could you explain a bit more for people who aren't in Florida about Moms for Liberty? I know that Moms for Liberty is kind of getting talked about a little bit more nationally now, but it is a lovely Florida. I don't know if it's, is it, I think it might be based in Florida, but. Based yeah. in Florida, but they have them like all over. They're just not called Moms for Liberty. <laughs> um, they're just turfs everywhere, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so what kind of like involvement are you guys, do you guys have like, so in the school boards, 
what has your experience been going to these meetings? Like what do you feel like it is like people they're listening to you? Do you feel hurt? Like what's kind of your experience with the OCPS meetings? Well, for me specifically, it's like really scary and like it kind of feels like they're mocking you when you go up in there and try to speak because they're all like looking at you like everything you're saying right now is so silly like you're speaking right now but through one year out the other because they just look at you blank face or they got a little smirk on their face and I'm like what am I saying that's so funny I'm literally telling you that you're killing us mm-hmm. like come on like when I spoke last time um the last meeting we went to I was literally shaking I was trembling and I like was walking back and like as I was getting back into my seat I was shaking like so hard that like I almost fell because they're they're not listening and um one of the board members I don't remember from which district and I don't know if I can like say names on here but she was literally smiling and Zai knows exactly who I'm talking about (laughs) sorry but yeah we can save names for the behind the paywall because I think I also know who you guys are talking about. Who you people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've only been to one of these meetings and I didn't. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a real vibe. Um, and I will say, yeah, from from my experience of going to these meetings, it was uh, interesting to see the way that they do. There is like an intimidation factor. Uh, Especially where they like, I, I don't, are they still limiting you guys to one minute? I'm keep, sorry I keep saying you guys. I generally have like worked that out of my vocabulary, but today it's like really coming up. Um, gendered language, you know what I mean? Um, so it's still one minute. As of right now, um, for the meetings that we've been going to, everything looks like it's been up to a minute. Um, I didn't go to, or we didn't go to the last one. Um, we had some testing to get done, but um I know that the other two times we went, they only had us down to one minute. And I know I said in my last speech when I was there, I said I was like I had a long speech prepared, but you guys do keep cutting us down to one minute. So none of us really get to speak. None of us really get to talk. You don't really listen. You don't really hear us. Um, and not only that, like, I don't, I don't know, Nicole, if you want to say who it is or if you want me to say who it is, because I think it's um, funny you can say it just because I don't like I remember her name but like I don't at the same time okay so Alicia Ferrant literally has the worst day it is so bad like literally I was standing up there Nicole standing up there Haley was standing up there and she literally was just smirking the entire time like girl you're literally killing so many people with your actions with your words with your decisions and so many children are dying and I mean, we were even chanting like, you ban books, you ban drag, kids are still in body bags. And she was smirking the entire time. Like, you have no clue who you are or what, or, I mean, you have any clue who you are, but you don't know what you're doing to the young people. And it's like, and if you do know, you clearly don't care. You clearly don't care. And it's not only that, like, girl, it's just like. I can't tell if you dissociating the whole time so you don't have to think about it. I can't tell if you dissociating because, you know, we laughing at you. I can't tell, like, 
what's up? Like, I cannot tell because you're smirking the entire time. And girl, it's not cute. Like, it's really, really not. Oh, Jesus Christ. Didn't you say she like stuck her tongue out for like a moment? Oh, no, she was like, <laughs> I don't know. She literally did. She literally like at one point she was like looking at somebody at the very beginning and she's like, Oy. I believe the administrator, what is she, the board member you're talking about? She's also the person who got the Dragon Donuts event. Yes. Yes. At Boone High so, School. Yeah. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about what exactly happened there? Yeah. So at Boone High School, they had an event called Drags and Donuts. Um, I believe it was a yearly occurrence. Um, but this year, with everything that was going on, I guess, um, based on one Instagram flyer, not sexual whatsoever, nothing. It was of a beautiful drag queen with donuts. God forbid. And with that one post, Alicia Ferrant used her power and decided to completely, completely take away that event. Called it, there was so many things said about that event afterwards, before, and just everything during it. It was so disappointing because there were all these kids who were so excited because it they want to eat donuts with drag queens they just want they're beautiful they want to talk to them they want to know them they're just eating donuts it was an after-school activity you know it was part of dsa it wasn't like they're bringing in anybody who's you know anybody extremely dangerous or anybody anything like that they're bringing in somebody who clearly has some like good influence and not only that like when you bring in people to a school, you have to make sure like you do, you look at their ID, you have to make sure you do everything around it. And if it's like an actual person, and if it's an event, that means the school said yes. This means that the school said yes to drags and donuts. Just to be told with one Instagram post that it will not happen anymore due to the fact that they find it very sexual and they find it that it's not okay to be happening with kids on campus. It should not be in schools. They find it disgusting. They find it immoral. And it's just, it's really not the case at all. It's, it's not. And it's been so disappointing. And so a lot of us have, after hearing that event, um, a lot of Orange County schools heard about it many GSAs and um Will Larkins reached out to me um who is I believe part of Boone High or um no uh Winter Park High School um Will Larkins reached out to me and they were telling me everything that's been going on and I was like that is not okay absolutely not and so when they told me about the rallies and everything I was like okay, uh, we, I want us to figure everything out because like this wasn't okay to just cancel it based on what, like an Instagram post based on what, what form, what base did you have to cancel this event? What was the pace, the base to cancel this? Was it for your own pride? Was it because you were scared? 
it's clearly because you were scared. It's clearly because you're immature and scared of the way how the world will change and the way how it works. You're clearly scared. Girl, you're getting old. Get with the new time. <laughs> like, get with it. We're the new face of the future. Get with it. Bro, and you, you know what's baffling? Like, you, since she has connections, like, super connections with Ronda Stanties, like, they're basically besties. Like, that's why I got, like, removed yeah. so quickly. And it's, like, they think that drag queens and showing us and letting them come to school and stuff or, like, after school for this event is, like, sexualizing or it's inappropriate. But in most English, English literature classes in high school, we will read a book. We will watch a clip from the movie, and it's basically almost straight pornography. Yep. I'm not joking. Like... I've seen so many like naked women and men in my English class. Mm-hmm. Like that's like so we can we can watch this is fine, but a drag queen coming after school to eat donuts, dress fully covered, just like a little feminine and showy, is like wrong. Like make it make sense. Make it make sense. It literally makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It is literally a person doing a performance. What I don't understand is they are so pressed. I don't understand. George Washington wore wigs. What I don't understand is y'all was wearing wigs. Y'all was dressing up. Literally, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it because they have been dressing up for so, so long. Like y'all cannot tell me, y'all cannot tell me that like, like, I just, I just know that, I know that one of these men have put on a skirt and been like, oh my God, I look pretty. And they got scared. I know it. They got scared. That's so real. <laughs> they got scared and was like, nah, I don't mess with this gay. I don't mess with gay stuff. Um, thank you. That was hilarious. I also want to add, as someone who's done a lot of volunteer work in OCPS and like worked in OCPS, like they are correct. You have to go, even to go on campus after school to volunteer. If you are going through a school event, you are required to do a background check and a fingerprint. Like they're not just letting, and I'm not saying by any means that drag queens would be people who are like, oh, they're automatically dangerous. But like, even if someone had a record you know what I mean you can't even say like oh they've been arrested for a DUI or whatever whatever like people have to go through a background check to be a part of the public school system so these are people who are approved by the school who are approved by the school district who are deemed safe and these events are deemed not safe because groups like mom for liberty have decided that they feel uncomfortable with children learning about that and quite often what we notice from these groups of what we saw for people who had moms or liberties, they were older people, they were retired folks who continued to come up, who I got, I will say I got mistaken for a high schooler quite a few times and I was really <laughs> excited for myself. Sorry, I am sharing that publicly because I do feel quite proud of it. Um, but they would come up to us and be like, oh, I'm doing this for you and for your my grandbabies and for all the grandbabies. And it's like, okay, it is really nice to hear that you're doing this for everyone, but are you listening to what the grandbabies are saying they need and what they want? Because I don't think so. Um, 
so yeah, it is very frustrating and it's beautiful to see you guys uh, moving forward. Part of me in that fight. And so we kind of end our podcast with asking people one thing they want to see more of and one thing they want to see less of. And it's a wellness podcast. So we started in wellness, but I'd love to hear what you'd love to see one more thing of and one less thing of in this fight for public education and like what's going on, whatever's going in whatever context you want to talk about that. You said one thing more of and one thing less of. Yes. Yeah. Like something you'd like to see more of and something you'd like to see less of, like maybe like, you know, like less moms for liberty, obviously, but you know, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Okay. Okay. So something, <laughs> something I want to see more of is I really want to see, I want to see that they understand. I want to see some proof that they'll listen. I want to see some proof. I want to see some change that they're not just passively shaking their heads and just nodding very slowly. I want to see some actual change that they will put forward because we've been fighting so hard, so hard. I want to see one thing I want to see more of is what they can do better. That's one thing I want to see better. That's one thing I want to see. I want to see what they can do better. Because we're doing as hard as we can do. We're doing as much as we can. I want to see what they can do better. And so one thing I want to see left less of, um, Alicia Ferrant and Ron DeSantis. One thing, I'm sorry, that's two things. But it's one thing I want to see less of is people who think they know what's best for younger people. We are the voice of our generation. We know what we are talking about. You are worried about your grandbabies and your future and whatever. We are the future. What about our kids? Your great grandkids, whatever. What about our kids? What future are we going to have for our kids? We are scared to bring children in this world and we're scared to raise children in this world. And a lot of us don't want kids or are terrified to have kids because of everything we're seeing. So what about your great grandbabies and all this other stuff? What about our kids? What about our futures? That's one thing I want to see less of. I want to see less of their selfishness. I want to see less of it because we deserve better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's right. But yeah, I think for me, one thing I want to see more of, I don't know if it's kind of the same thing of like what I said, but just like more like actual discussion between students and board members. Like, I don't know what they need to do to come up with that, but like, like an actual conversation needs to be had with like students and the older people making these decisions because they're just, they're not listening. They don't listen like I was saying, they do not listen. And then the one thing I want to see less of are religious based people on the board members because all of the people like in the, that are members, most of them are really heavily like Catholic or Christian 
And most of their decisions are based off of this. Like if you go on Alicia Ferrant's Instagram, she mentions like all these anti-trans comments and anti-gay comments, and she backs it up with her religious belief. And that's messed up in its own. Because if you're making decisions for us and the students and for your students in general, if you're making these decisions, they should be unbiased and it should be what's best for us, not what you think is best for us because of what you believe. Like not what your religion says is best for us. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to say thank you to you both for being here and speaking so passionately um, while we were speaking. Um, so I should say I don't live in Florida. I live in Washington state. Like I'm, you know, progressive blue state, whatever. And I decided to look up moms for Liberty. And I'm sad to say that they are here in my state in more than one County, including the most progressive counties that, um, that I'm in or hang out in. Um, so thank you for just that awareness of like, oh shit, there's stuff happening in my own backyard or people wanting to start shit in my own backyard um, that I may not be as in tune with um, and in many other states as well. Um, and I love so much um, just everything that you both stated. And I am really um, terrified that there are people basing their decisions in government on their religious beliefs i'm like i thought we had separation of state and church but it really feels like we're going backwards nowadays and that's like that's not what that's not what we want mm -hmm. that's what nicole says all the that's what nicole said no, at the last no. one that is exactly what nicole, nicole say it that's what nicole said at the last one i don't know what i said but that is what i said <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's literally what nicole said last time is like there is a difference between what was it? There's a difference between what the state or um, girl, state and I'm church, state and church. Thank you. State and church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you were able to look that up again, because it is so true. Like even I want to, I know we're not talking about abortion, but like even in anti-abortion states, there are anti-choice groups and there are moms for liberty there are groups these groups are exist in every state they don't just exist in red states they don't just exist in red counties they are everywhere and they are actively working to take away the rights of all of us and they are starting as we can tell with trans and queer folks marginalized folks of all kinds a this folks with disabilities like yep it's going everywhere like women are under attack people who give birth people who have uteruses like all sorts of things are under attack right now and I think it's important to recognize these groups are everywhere and yeah so maybe for the people listening we would love for you to listen to teens they know things and we just want to thank you both so much for your time on this episode Hey friends, welcome to our post interview. Um, yeah, and I just want to say I think that was a really special and important episode. Hien, what are your thoughts on the episode to start? Well, 
I feel so some of my thoughts um you know what I wrote up some notes just to share my reflections and I think I'll just start saying them because I think me starting with my thoughts Zara you can just follow up first of all I think moms for liberty is fucked up I think it is really embarrassing and shameful that there are adults who are terrorizing children basically in and like they're disguising it as like trying to quote protect kids or whatever the fuck they think they're doing and I also feel like it is concerning that so many older folks right like they were saying how it's mostly older folks who are part of these groups and go into these school board meetings um talking about want to save their like they're doing this for their grandchildren or whatever the fuck I just think like why is it so concerning to older folks that younger folks are openly gay or trans? Um, because it's not like gay and trans people never existed. It's that people are more open about it. And it's very messed up because I feel like part of people being openly gay and trans and wanting to, you know, go to drag shows or whatever um, is that this is about freedom of expression, which I know the right supposedly loves so much, right? Like they're always talking about free speech, this free speech, that when it comes to some really fucked up shit, like being racist or whatever and being problematic. But then when it comes to like people just wanting to feel safe in their own skin and be themselves, it becomes like a whole issue. And I just think overall, it feels like we, and I know this is true, but it very much reminds me that we live in a very like carceral system and it is out to punish young people among other marginalized groups because it's definitely like kids are um, a marginalized group of people. There's not a lot of people who are speaking for them or like wanting to even listen to them. Um, and it really feels like genocide is happening. Um, and I know people, other people have talked about that, but this is probably the first time where I feel it viscerally. Like I've understood it intellectually that that is what's happening in our country, but I really feel it and I hate that. So those are some of my thoughts. I know you can go on so many tangents from there, Zara. So it's okay if you don't address each of my thoughts there. Um, no, I thought I, you brought up some really interesting points. I just might have to pause. My dog is farting so badly and I physically not breathe sitting here so give me one second I'm so sorry girl this is so funny because I, I can edit this all out but I thought it was based on what I said I was like damn is what I said that controversial I'm like I thought we agreed on this um yeah no I know I'm sorry I was just like trying to listen to you and then halfway through I was like I physically can't breathe anymore it's stink. um yeah no I Moms for Liberty is a deeply upsetting organization um and it I think Nicole had pointed out that they said you know like what is this distinction between if there's supposed to be a separation between church and state and Moms for Liberty clearly aligns with Christian values um, and to enforce Christian values into public education is not democratic in and of itself and is not the reason this country was founded. That's questionable because I know the founding fathers were racist capitalist colonizers, but you know, that's a different story. But yeah, I do think It's like 
I, cause I went to one of the board meetings and I listened to what they're saying about trans folks. And one of these guys, which I think this is the most insidious is he was a POC. Uh, yeah, no. And he got up there and was like, trans people are pedophiles. You need to look up this guy because this is where trans genders came from. And I was like, first and foremost, if I had had my list of countries, you can Google this list of countries and like places where trans people have existed or, or like gender non-conforming people have existed for a long, a long, long time. Like it's fucking ridiculous how easy it is to combat this misinformation but like if you didn't know that and you heard that you would go home being like oh that's a thing I learned today and it's like not a real fact it's a dangerous fucking bullshit thing um but yeah yeah it's really interesting to me to see how these people use I'm sorry, they're using Christianity, and I don't even think Christianity in and of itself isn't, I don't know, that's a whole different question. It's inherently bad, but they're using Christian values to say what is right and what is wrong, and it's dangerous, and it's harmful, and it is genuinely what children are telling you they don't want or need in their lives. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's a... I don't know. I think it's really interesting. This is a genocide, and we have said it on, Julian said it, and we've said it before. I think this is where it begins. You know what I mean? Like, if you look up, and I'll find the link so that we can attach this to the show notes, there is a a list put out by the Holocaust Institution, or one of the Holocaust the institutions, like, to promote education for the Holocaust and the Holocaust Memorial and stuff that talks about the 10 stages of a genocide. And if you read them, my friends, we are in stage eight slash nine. Trans kids need to be protected. People and trans people, trans adults need to be protected. Um, I think it's really important to mention uh, that that what is puberty blockers, which are the main form of gender affirming care given to trans kids. Those are designed for cis children. They are designed for all children. Um, And they can be reversed. Like you go through puberty once you come off of them. So if that person changes their mind, it's not long-term and effective. Like people need healthcare. There are so many statistics that say <laughs> children's lives are safer, adults' lives are safer when they have access to these care. If you've ever had your legs waxed, if you've ever um, taken like workout supplements, like that's all gender affirming care. You use gender affirming care even if you're a cis person. I'm on a high horse right now, but I truly don't fucking care. Um, trans children, uh, children are in danger. And as Hyun said, they are a marginalized class and they need our protection and they are clearly asking for it. And we have had some lovely humans on who are directly saying, this is what we want and this is what we need and this is how we need help. So if you're listening to this episode, I hope you are finding ways to help.
Yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm thinking about, just thinking about civil engagement in general now, I feel like, okay, so Moms for Liberty, by the way, for people who are in Washington State, like me, uh, for people who are like, oh, I'm in Tacoma, Seattle, like, I'm good. Um, no, we're not, because I um, had mentioned, I was looking up Moms for Liberty, and I found out that they're here. And so something I'm thinking about is just in terms of civic engagement is like the quote, good people, so to speak, or like the people who are on the right side of history. Um, it is important that we are in the room where decisions happen, even if it's not like the same kind of like heavy, horrible things happening um, in Florida. But it's like we, the quote, progressives or whatever you want to call yourselves, the good folks, um, the people who care, right? Like if we say that to be true or like we consider ourselves that kind of person, it is important that we're in the room when decisions are happening so that it does not get bad. Because I, I'm, there's a part of me that's wondering and thinking like, how did it get this bad? But the reason it gets this bad is because the people who are the supposedly good guys are just really passive and complacent and therefore complicit right like this is how we let the, the shit slide is because there isn't quote good people around um and this is a call out to myself as well to get more civically engaged like I'm not saying like oh I know better I see this happening it's like no like I should be getting more civically engaged as we all should because um I think it would be a mistake to think that this only happens in red states or quote places like some places and not where I'm at because like I don't know that's very foolish thinking I mean that's probably what got us 2016 and the Trump presidency right is thinking like oh this wouldn't happen here this couldn't happen to the U.S. uh no babe it's happening right now right here um even if we just don't see it even if we're refusing whether it's because it's not directly in our faces or because we're just really passive and complicit um, exactly. And I believe it was post 2008 Democrats in Florida who got a bit lazy about campaigning and were like, I don't know, Florida's purple now. We got it. Um, and then in addition, we have a lot of gerrymandering in our state, like really bad, really so fucking bad. Ronathan has made it so much worse. And in additionally, people got complacent and said, oh, well, what can we do? Or it's not important to do anything, it's fine. And no, we, I've been thinking about uh, a thing I've been hearing a lot lately where people are, you know, talking about how you fighting for your rights is how you appreciate them. And I'll use a now seen as controversial figure who is not controversial. I have a whole thing we could talk about with that. Um, but the Dalai Lama, <laughs> in his, uh, I think it's a 2017 book with the Archbishop Desmond Tutu, um, they talk about, like, freedom, it's called the Book of Joy, and they talk a lot about how, like, freedoms are appreciated and valued most by the people who fought to have them, so, like, the first generation of white women who were able to vote valued it more than the next generation of women who were able to vote right so like it is kind of a thing we constantly have to be laboring for to really appreciate and understand 
I'm not saying that we always have to have like the active looming threat of fascism, um, but there is something to be said about like fighting for your rights makes you appreciate what they are. And like, that's kind of what we're in the face of right now, unfortunately, and I don't feel great about it, but it does activate me in a way to keep going where it's like, these are things we actively need to protect right now. I feel like something that is occurring to me is my, you know, I've said this before, like I so desire living in a society where there, you know, where there's liberation for all. And I so desire like anti-racism and anti-poverty, like measures to be put in place. And I'm realizing now that like liberation is not just an ideal but it is a choice. Like we have to choose to take action or to like live and embody a way of living that is in alignment with our values and the liberation we want. And it is really easy to take that for granted. Like the rights we do have, it's so easy to take it for granted. And especially for my fellow friends in like happy blue progressive states like myself, like why we take this shit for granted so much and it's becoming clearer and clearer that this is a choice because it's not to say like there aren't local or state politicians who are you know an activist fighting a good fight but it is really easy to take what we do have for granted and I'm realizing now that like I never like I never want to do that and I really hope that we can sustain this energy uh, and knowing that it's not our fault why we can't because living under capitalism it's tiring to try to you know you work and then trying to stay civically engaged alongside every other responsibility you have to do and then just trying to survive and then maybe time for yourself right it's really hard but I really hope that we can sustain um you know this like this this sort of realization I'm happening or I'm I'm realizing of like liberation is a choice like we can't take this shit for granted like we have to stay civically engaged like I'm hoping that like this message is something I think of course Zara and I talk about all the time more and more people are waking up but how do we sustain this energy this momentum this mindset um I think about it sometimes Zara I hope it's okay to share some conversations I've had um with some white friends of mine because I know this show is not about you know, this, we try to center BIPOC, but it's White interesting. Friends, we've all got them. <laughs> right. But I'm just thinking it's interesting because I remember one time I was taking an organizing course, uh, like it's almost three years ago in 2020. I was taking a course on organizing and you know, cross-racial solidarity. And it was really good and everything. And I was remember talking and feeling, and, and I was feeling really like hyped and feeling like I want to think about embodying sustaining these values. I was talking to a white friend of mine about it of like, oh, I'm realizing, you know, certain things about activism. If we really want to change the world. We have to like embody like the activism. It can't just be like something we do and like forget about. And I remember his reaction was so like the white liberal passive reaction of like, yeah, but like, for instance, I think the example was Amazon. Like, he was saying things like, oh, for instance, like, um, you know, if we just get rid of Jeff Bezos, we'll just have, like, another, you know, guy. This this idea of, like, 
you know, it, or if it wasn't Amazon, it would just be some other company. Like this idea of like, there's no way we could actually fight back. Like it's just all baked in the system. So you might as well just take it easy. And like, I'm not saying that's what he said exactly, but that was the vibe he gave when I was trying to talk about some of the concepts I was learning in this organizing course. And then I think about talking to, you'll love this Zara, a white woman friend of mine who I talking to her about Florida and trying to talk to her about, you know, perhaps we should care about what's happening, uh, not just uh, like around us, but then also in Florida um, and figure out, you know, what it is people there would need. Um, and she had mentioned that she used to live in Florida and she's just got to be out. And she just, it's that attitude that I know you hate so much of like, oh, Florida's a lost cause, just fuck them. Or like she, and she didn't say those words, but like the energy was just like, I don't know what to do about it. Like, what what do I know? Right. Um and so, I don't know, I, I just feel like it's very easy if you have more privilege to take for granted, like, the rights you do have, and, like, maybe because there's a distance, not just physically in terms of different states, but, like, maybe not just, like, a physical distance, but, like, maybe a sort of, like, mindset difference of, like, well, I'm not struggling there, um, that it can be really easy to take what we have for granted. So I just wanted to share that. I don't, I don't know if that even made sense. Like, maybe I'm rambling now, Zara. <laughs> No, I loved all of that. And I wanted to respond to every single piece. But the most important part I want to respond to is the Florida thing, because I do get on. a. I live on a fucking high horse about Florida. Um, look, I am a born and raised Floridian. I have mixed feelings about that. I get all the bad Florida stuff. And it is easy to say, fuck it. I don't live there anymore. It's not my problem. Let me just move away. Um, there are always going to be folks who are marginalized, who cannot move away, who are in harm and are in danger. And whether you never lived in Florida or you no longer live in Florida, you should still care about Florida if you care about people. We are a state, I think I've said this on the podcast at least once, we are a state with immigration issues, migrant issues, labor law issues. Uh, climate change issues, <laughs> trans and queer issues. Like we are, all of it is happening here and it is not because Florida is unsavable and we shouldn't give a shit and just worry about your blue states because like Yan has said multiple times, Moms for Liberty is in Washington. Anti, and as I said on the podcast earlier, the interview earlier, anti-choice groups are working actively in your pro-choice states to help defund abortion, to help get rid of, and I'm not saying help is in like, it's a good thing. It's obviously a bad thing, but like they are actively working every day to get rid of abortion access and abortion rights and birth control. Like it's, there is, and then I do wanna like, we are all in danger and look to states where it is already happening to see what they are doing because the same tactics they are using here they are using in your states and they are starting in smaller towns. Like um, Jessica Valenti, who I follow on TikTok. You can also follow her on Twitter and I'm sure she's other places. But she talks specifically about abortion and how anti-choice groups are targeting city ordinances in blue states to erase access to abortion. Um, 
sorry, I just, I feel really strongly about that. And then, and you touched on it. So I really hopped onto that terrain. There was something else I wanted to say, but I don't remember because all I care about is Florida, apparently, which I never thought I would say in my life. No, I, I'm so glad for your, um, honestly, I'm so glad for your friendship and your realness because I am not immune from having the mindset of my white liberal friends, right? Like none of us are immune to just the white liberal way of thinking. And so I'm just grateful. I guess I'm grateful that I'm willing to listen. I mean, isn't that fucking wild? Because what differs me to maybe them is I'm willing to listen and I have the curiosity and the empathy to explore a little bit deeper because something I've noticed with white folks and, and just... Mm, the generalization here is just more like white liberal folks um, is that they are only willing to go so deep when it comes to issues that impact other people that doesn't impact them because if it goes any deeper and it reflects poorly on them and they have to do like I don't know the shadow work so to speak they freak out right like they're like I can't deal with this so you know but also like as people of color we're not immune to white supremacy thinking or like the white neoliberal mindset, like none of us are like immune to it just because we're folks of color. And so just want to say, like, I'm really grateful for you, Zara. And it's you who got um, the teens on our podcast and had me listening. And really for the first time, like I said, um, maybe actually feeling viscerally like, oh, this is actual genocide happening. Because like I said, I've understood it intellectually and I do care, but like, I'm really feeling it. And to me, that moves me into thinking about my own communities and where I can take action. And I really hope that does the same for our listeners, you know, if you're not already taking um, action, because we cannot take the shit for granted, um, the shit we do have, and we cannot be complacent and just let fascism and the bullshit take over. Like, that is not the world I want to live in. Um, and I'm so serious about it. And it's like, that surprises me, like the feelings I have and feeling so serious about it, not because I don't care before today but just that I'm feeling really like the alarms are going off I guess absolutely no I feel you at my alarms after going to that first school board meeting my alarms were going off viscerally inside as well too like where I was like this is like there is immediate danger and not I feel unsafe on the subway so I can murder someone danger but like real fucking danger where children like at this meeting you had people chanting nasty things you had people saying nasty things these are two children two teenagers you had a group of cops standing across the street just watching them um you're allowed to hang poster boards for meetings they were going down ripping them down those are violent acts you know what I mean? And it's like, people are saying horrible things to these children. People are doing horrible things to these children and they're trying to take their rights away. And it's fucking wild. Oh my God, this is so cute right now. Sorry, my dog is like really cuddling up to me. Um, but yeah, it is easy to take like the white neoliberal approach of like, and white liberal, white, just the fucking white people approach, the white supremacist approach of well, there will always be bad people and there will always be bad things. And it's just like too much work. And it's like, I, there, part of life is relatives, right? The way we understand things is in relation to other things, right? 
there will always have to be some bad to no good. Um, so like, yes, we're always going to have to stomp it out. There is always going to be an evil, but like, yeah, maybe there will be a new Jeff Bezos, but if instead of just like guillotining Jeff Bezos, which I would never recommend doing because I am genuinely scared of violence, um, <laughs> you know, if we undid the systems that allow billionaires to fucking exist, there wouldn't be another Jeff Bezos. It would be a different thing we'd be fighting. And it's like, wouldn't we rather be fighting different things if we have to always be fighting something as opposed to the same boring, transphobic, Christo-fascist, white supremacist, capitalist nonsense that we have to deal with every single day and is impacting all of our lives all the time. Well said, Zara. And, you know, people can't see, but I'm just here nodding. I'm like here just nodding my head along to all the things you're saying. Um, so, yeah, you know what? That's it for me. I'm just going to leave it right there because I feel like I expressed myself quite a bit today and put myself as well as some white people I know on blast. And I don't know if they'll listen to this episode. I don't think they do. But even if they do, it doesn't matter because it's not personal. It's really just like we gotta be awake now people and we gotta do more than just have the white liberal mindset if we really want a better world absolutely and this is just like a little shout out to my mom who does not listen to the podcast so she will not hear this but she is a white woman in her 60s who is continually now asking herself questions about how she can be better in these spaces and yeah she's not leading the charge and i would never expect her too but like if my mom can ask questions and understand things and be willing to learn and change and do something different where people want to be like oh you're old old people don't change old people no they do so if you are a white person listening to this or if you have fallen into a level of white complacency which we understand here because we all do if my mom can do it you can fucking do it so suck it up we love you thanks thanks for listening bye for now thank you for listening to the thoughtful wellness revolution podcast for bonus content you can go to thoughtfulwellnessrevolution.substack.com and subscribe for five dollars a month you can also follow us on instagram at thoughtful wellness revolution to share your thoughts and don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening